0: Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you. Ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years' experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty, we treat your property as if it were our own.
1: Back at it again for your Tuesday morning. Where can you find us? Just off I-75 in Callahan. We're here at the Personal Auto Locator Service. We're here at PALS. Tyler Ivins, Will West, with you till 9 a.m. this morning. Goodness gracious, do I love coming to PALS. As as you know, my story with PALS for so long, I got my vehicle here from PALS. The friends here at PALS were able to set me up very quickly. It was really the negotiation process in, out. I was done in less than a day. And not only that, but. Pals, they just make it easier. We're talking about over 200 high-quality pre-owned vehicles in stock and at any time. Not only that, but, Will, it's the largest pre-owned dealership here in Knoxville. They've got you covered here on the north side of
0: town. That's right. How about this? Over 200 high-quality pre-owned vehicles in stock at any time. The largest pre-owned dealership in Knoxville. Every pre-owned vehicle goes through rigorous inspection and maintenance before they list it on the website at Pals. And many of the vehicles come with the famous pre-owned lifetime warranty at no cost. Try the Ease appraisals. See what other dealers would pay for your trade in real time. Yep. Then get the offer right here from Pals for your trade. It is just easier. I-75 Callahan Drive. That's where we are at Pals today.
1: Not only did I have close personal friends the family buy their vehicles here. Heck, dude, I took it a step further. My high school wrestling coach got his car here nice. as well. Nice.
0: That's awesome. There you go.
1: My high school wrestling coach's brother got his car here as well. Look, I mean, there's just some things that work in this market, and... I had no idea that my story and my car purchasing experience was going to relate to so many people. So they came out here to Pals. They were able to reach out. I even take it a step further. Mike Wilson for the Knoxville News Sentinel. He bought a car here. He texted me after it was over, and he goes, "Dude, just uh, between us, I just went to Pals. I bought my vehicle. All they could talk about was how cool of a guy you were, and they actually got me a really, really good deal. I wish I would have known about Pals so much earlier." Mike Wilson loves his vehicle. Everybody else loves their vehicle. Stop on out to the personal auto locator service. That's in North Knoxville. Uh, That is at Pals. Let's get right to it. What would you miss on your Monday evening? We give it to you now, to your Tuesday morning buzz here on TSL. All right, boys. Well, it was after 11 days of, well, stepping away from camp. I wouldn't say missing. Let's not say missing, but after 11-day break from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers camp, Tom Brady returned ending what was described as a prearranged break from training camp for personal reasons. A 45-year-old quarterback, he was sharp throwing the ball. It didn't look like that he had missed a beat. Will West, we touched on this while he was gone for 11 days. I don't care if TB12 was gone all the way up until 1257, 1258 before a three-minute kickoff on week one. Brady's under center week one. He can take as much time as he want away from
0: camp. Yeah, that's, that's the big question. Does Tom Brady need a preseason? Yeah. I do think his offensive line needs a preseason with him because yep. they have had a lot of turnover. They have uh, one offensive lineman that was a surprise retiree. They had two have two offensive linemen that are injured right now. So they're they're and maybe another one that has taken another a starting job from one from last year. So I do think there needs to be some work between Brady and the offensive line. Um, but I don't know. You need to practice every single preseason game day during train during camp. I don't know if you need all that.
1: Cameron Brate his tied in in Tampa. Said if there's anybody who's allowed to have a break of 11 days, it's Tom Brady. Can we move on from this now? That's uh, exactly. Everybody kind of agreed.
0: Baker Mayfield officially the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. We knew he was the starting quarterback. Now he has been named officially the starter for Week One, September 11th against. The Cleveland Browns, is this the right move, Ivins?
1: Uh, yeah, he's better than Sam Darnold. Carolina knew that they needed to upgrade from Sam Darnold. They're kind of punching themselves in the face after the trade they made with New York last year to acquire Sam Darnold at third-round compensation, compensation that came with it. Look, you asked the question yesterday, is Sam Darnold's career, I should say five burning questions it was asked yesterday, is Sam Darnold's career over? No. The guy can still be able to bounce from team to team, perhaps maybe lock onto a number two or number three spot. Sam Darnold, in my opinion, being the difference maker in your team going from the post, going from regular season to the postseason, that's officially over. Look, Carolina actually can maybe make something of this. What it what it does tell me is this, though: if you're Christian McCaffrey owners in fantasy, or if there are people out there who believe that Christian McCaffrey is going to have a down year or whatever that may be, that's not the case because if. Baker Mayfield's going to win for you this year in Charlotte. You're going to need a reliable Christian McCaffrey to be able to pull that off. I don't know what that makes you think, but I can tell you right now, look at Baker Mayfield since he took over. Baker Mayfield needed a strong Nick Chubb. He needed a strong Kareem Hunt. He needed a strong running game. Hearing this news about um, Baker Mayfield tells me more about Christian McCaffrey's status than it does about his own status. And
0: uh, whoever, pay attention to who's in that that strong receiver spot because they're going to run a lot of kind of that that type of RPO where it's receiver shallow route left on the right you have the receiver that kind of runs that post and then you have the uh the running back that you could hand the ball off to that's what Baker did in college that's what they did Cleveland a lot they're going to do it a lot in Carolina as well I assume
1: uh Kyrie Irving he's going to be staying in Brooklyn that is the latest rumors as it seems like no trade partners came forward and it seemed that that Kyrie himself will end up betting on just that himself for this year before entering free agency next year Will, this just has a lot to do with the fact that nobody actually wanted to pony up anything within reason for the Nets to be able to trade Kyrie Irving. That does not take Kevin Durant off the table, but for anybody out there who were wondering who would go first, Kevin or Kyrie, it seems like the option now is just Kyrie, uh, Kevin if he ends up does get traded because Kyrie's sticking around. The
0: way this, this what this means is they're, they're going to try to work this out. That's what this means. Yep. They're going to try to work this out. They, they can't get, they're you're not trading Kevin Durant for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. You're not giving Kyrie away to the Lakers for literally nothing. So to take on a bad Russell Westbrook contract, you're not doing that. So they're going to try to make this work. Kyrie's going to go nowhere. Let's see if they can coexist for a season. Uh, they have yet to be able to all coexist for a season. We'll see if they can coexist from here. Finally, Major League Baseball: Braves top the Pirates two to one last night. It was the Yankees over the Mets four two in the Subway Series. Uh, Rays top the Angels two to one. Cardinals over the Cubs one nothing. Brewers beat the Dodgers four nil.
1: That one nothing victory for St. Louis. Albert Poolholes, six nine three.
0: He's gonna is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it?
1: He's hit seven in his last twelve.
0: games. Yeah, I know. This is what I'm saying. We 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 had this conversation Remember about two one, weeks one, ago. I mean, yeah,
1: he's like, look, this guy's fifteen or sixteen away. Ah, Aw, come on. There's a. Okay, Albert Pujols, 42 years old, acting like you're 22 years old. Yep. I mean, he's just crushing everything that's around the plate right now.
0: He absolutely is.
1: It was getting to a point in time now where people were still being cute with him at the plate, and they were like, okay, this guy's 42. Nothing, he can't catch up to anything. Oh, no. for oh, Monfrere, yeah, yes, he can. He can catch up to a lot of things. Pujols right now, he's five. He's batting fifth in a lineup that's already got Goldie, who's your MVP, and Nolan Arenado in it. Guess what? Who would have thought that at the end of August, the St. Louis Cardinals would have the best 3-4-5 punch in all of baseball? Yeah,
0: did, it, did not see that coming at all. Astronomically different. Are, you, roo- are you rooting for him to get to 700? I am. I am, too. Heck,
1: I'll take it a step further. I want him to pass Babe. I'd like to see. Now, I don't think he'll get to Babe's status. Yeah, I don't think was he is. Babe 7 I believe. Yeah. yeah or
0: 7-14, and then, is that what it is?
1: No, he's seven fourteen because when, when Ruth, hit, no, no, I mean when uh 7-15 when
0: was Aaron. So, so I think he's seven fourteen. Okay, is that what I don't know? We'll, so we'll look it up.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he can catch. That's
0: 20, something I used to know back in the day when people paid more attention to baseball.
1: Twenty one homers, twenty one more homers. I don't know if he'll be able to pull that off, but it'll be intriguing if he does. And Will West, when it comes to property management, when it comes to improving your bottom line, if you're wanting somebody to help you manage your future investment, it needs to be your friends at Heritage Realty.
0: Heritage Realty dot bringing together buyers and sellers in East Tennessee. Amazing when it comes to property management. That is Heritage Realty, and it was seven fourteen was the number for 714
1: so he's three away from A-Rod, who was at 696. And then the next one he'd be going after is Ruth at 714. 656-9900. That's if you want to text us on the Stanley Vincent and Gates line. That'll be available to you, 27365, as we sit nine days away until it's football time in Tennessee. Exciting stuff to dive into today. Where we get started, though, is take a look at what ESPN's doing this year when it comes to their numbers in the preseason, where does Tennessee rank when it comes to a lot of the things, the formula that ESPN has? It's a unique formula that ESPN has, Will West. It,
0: it, it is. The, the S&P Plus does, talks about what, did you, what are you bringing back, and then what did you do based on who you, who you went up against. So it, it's an algorithm that, that, that a buddy of ours, that Bill Conley, had, this front of the station, has come up with, and he's been doing for a number of years. And when you hear where Tennessee is ranked, you're going to be happy.
1: That's what West, Tyler Ivins, Kaner. Good morning to you. How about an update? This is a Buddy Greg RV and Motorhomes update on 99.1 the Sports
2: Animal. NFL preseason score on a Monday. The Jets topped the Falcons 24-16. to The Panthers have named Baker Mayfield as their starter for the season. He'll start week one against the Browns, who drafted him number one overall back in 2018. Tom Brady has returned to the Buccaneers camp following an 11-day absence. That was pre arranged for personal reasons. The Raiders are planning to release running back Kenyon Drake. To do so, the team will have to eat $3.6 million in the salary cap hit this year and $4.4 million in 2023. And in baseball, the Braves down the Pirates 2-1. The Yankees doubled up the Mets 4-2. The Cardinals got by the Cubs 1-0. And the Phillies handled the Reds 4-1. ESPN S&P Plus rankings. Really high on the volunteers. We'll discuss when CSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane.
1: Will West, they have 27 Jeep Wranglers in stock Including 34 highly sought-after Toyotas. They got 4Runners. They got Tundras. Dude, they got Tacomas here. It's all happening here. Over 200 on the lot. The pre-owns they've got waited for you. It's happening here at the personal lot of locator service. And
0: that's right. All the vehicles go through a 120-point inspection. Most vehicles come with a free lifetime warranty. Over 200 units to choose from right now at Powell's I-75 Callahan Drive.
1: All right, so ESPN, the S&P Plus. My oh, man, I need you to tell me a little bit more about the formula we're dealing with.
0: So S and P Plus, Bill Bill Conley put this together, and uh, it it's a it, I I like it a lot. It is it, it is not the uh, look at, at the preseason. It's not quite as effective as it is during the season, but right. it's a really nice advanced metric that they, Bill Conley's put together. And so uh, if you look at what he's done with the S and P Plus, I think it's great. I think it tells you a kind of a story of what a team looks like and who they're bringing back and things like that. But um, the S P Plus thinks really, really highly of Tennessee. The number one way that the S P Plus is weighted is production you're bringing back. And so what percentage of your offensive production, what percentage of your defensive production, what percentage of your special teams are you bringing back? And when you start to put that metric together that Bill Conley uses here at ESPN.com, guess who's uh, number 10 in the nation?
1: I like seeing the big orange there.
0: Your 10. Tennessee Volunteer is the number 10 in the nation. Yep. Is that too high, too low, or about right? Because we've seen the coaches poll, the AP poll unranked. I saw SI put out their top 25 yesterday. Tennessee's at 24. Okay. Bill Conley throws out the S&P Plus, and Bill doesn't move teams around. It's just based on here's what the math throws out to you, this is what it is, um, and Tennessee's sitting at number 10 to start this season.
1: Uh, Overall, I look at how Tennessee plays. Don't you believe that we'll know a little bit about this season if this algorithm or this formula is end up going – is it yay or nay after the Pittsburgh game?
0: Uh, to some extent, I, I don't know that. Like at the end of the day, it's just what the math tells you. Now, what okay. do you do with what the math tells you? And what does Tennessee do with all that returning production? Um, what do the opposing teams do as far as trying to catch up to what Tennessee was able to produce last year? So there's there's a lot that, that I look at with this and just and say it's it's a metric. It's it's advanced metrics. You don't use it as a, the best I've ever heard of. With that, it was was John Pennington pointed this out. Um, you you don't look at it he, – he said about advanced metrics, it's a compass, not a GPS. Right. And I think I, I would agree with that. I think Tennessee is going to finish somewhere between 12 and 17 in the nation, somewhere in that neighborhood. And so this is a little higher than I would have Tennessee right now, but right. it ain't that far off from where I'd have Tennessee right now. He's
1: got Tennessee at eight projected wins, says Bill Conley. So, I mean, if the if things go as expected, you're eight and four, Will. But as you pointed out, if Tennessee finds themselves in a situation where they are better than expected, nine and three, you're in Orlando, you're in the Citrus Bowl, and you've absolutely taken a giant step in year two under Josh Heupel.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a uh, look. It, it's and that's the the eight and four is kind of like I mean, like you you split the difference on on some of those games that things like that. Right. So there's a total point production that it gets put up there but the advanced metrics seem to like Tennessee right now for the upcoming uh, preseason projections. Kentucky right on
1: their heels at 11.
0: Yeah, yeah, so Kentucky brings back a lot of production as well. Now, Eric pointed out yesterday a really good point. Chris Rodriguez is not walking through that door for a couple games. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see what that looks like for that Florida game. But uh, but I do think that it, this this is why a lot of people are saying Tennessee at 9-3, right? Is because Tennessee is mm-hmm. if you look at Tennessee at nine and three there, is because Tennessee does bring back so much production. Correct. Tennessee brings back a good bit of defensive production. It wasn't the greatest defense in the entire world, any stretch of the imagination. Correct. Um, and if you look at also the same things that I've mentioned about Tennessee, I look at who Tennessee plays this year. That's part of why I have Tennessee going nine and three. Is it's not just everything Tennessee brings back. I expect Tennessee to add a little extra to what they bring back, especially on the offensive side. Be slightly better on the defensive side, and then be it. The, people that, the teams that they go against. I think South Carolina takes a step. Do I think they take enough of a step to make up that massive margin against Tennessee last year? No, I do not. I think that uh, Missouri probably takes is better defensively and maybe not as good offensively. And so I, I, I think Tennessee blows them out. I think Kentucky lost two starting offensive linemen that are in the National Football League right now. So, and it's going to be really tough to replace that, and they lost to Tennessee last year. And the game's going to be here this year instead of in Lexington. So when I put those things together, Florida is going to take a step back this right. year. You know, from where they were at the beginning of the season when they played Tennessee, they're going through rebuilding mode. Um, you know, they, they get LSU going through rebuilding mode after an off week. So it, it's just there's a lot of things that that play out in Tennessee's favor to make me think they're nine and three. I watched uh, Josh Pate that does the late kick Josh stuff on Correct. YouTube, uh, podcast things like that. Twenty four seven Sports uh, they do run a lot of his videos. But one of the things that he mentioned was best case scenario for Tennessee ten and two. Uh, worst case scenario, you get a bunch of injuries and things go really bad for you. And I would buy that, but you know, he has them at nine to three as well for a lot of these same reasons. And so I just think that where you're seeing Tennessee is somewhere, if Tennessee's nine and three, where are they ranked right now in your mind?
1: At the end of the season, nine and, th- yeah. nine and three,
0: 14. I was, I was going to say somewhere around 12 to seven, fifteen, 15, right? Yeah. In that neighborhood. I think that's where Tennessee ends up. So I don't think this is outlandish that they have Tennessee there. But I do think that Tennessee has. Um, I don't know that I believe Tennessee is going to be a top ten team at the end of the year, but I don't think it's off the table completely.
1: When looking a little bit more into this formula by Bill Conley, he's a big fan not just of the SEC but Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Auburn as a whole. Yeah, will uh, which
0: Auburn's interesting, but they that, do bring back a lot of the same players, especially his
1: returning production for them. Yeah and they look at what Tennessee's doing, high-level recruiting with the transfer portal usage. Apparently, Bill Conley, a fan of what Tennessee does, uh, away from Neyland Stadium and away from the practice facility.
0: One thing that you had to point out is that the S&P Plus does take tempo into consideration. And you get plus there points when it comes to tempo, and there's nobody that's going to have better tempo than Tennessee. I was
1: about to say, can you name one other, two other schools that have better tempo than Tennessee right yeah, now? Probably nobody. When you're up there taking close – if your goal's 90 snaps a game, yeah, I don't know how many people are testing your tempo this so,
0: year. So, okay, look, before – I know we're up against it, but let's, uh, let's be bad at radio for a second, Please. as we normally are. Let's just own that we're bad at radio. Um, okay, so you're looking at – Tennessee's at number 10. Yep. If I said Tennessee versus Kentucky, who you taking? Tennessee. Tennessee versus Utah, who you taking? Utah. I would, too. Tennessee, Penn State, who you taking?
1: Tennessee by hair.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's a coin flip game. Uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, coin flip game?
1: Tennessee by hair.
0: Tennessee, Michigan State, who, he has, who the S&P Plus has at 15. I'll take Tennessee.
1: State's defense. Uh, pick them.
0: Uh, so so I I just look at this, and I'm like, okay, 10's tends, tends a little nuts. But then I start going through the teams one by one by one, and I'm like, I don't know that Tennessee can't beat that team. Yeah, no, I'm not going to pick up. Look, hey, sorry, t-
1: am I give a Mel Tucker too much love there. That uh, was, the I, fact, I need to see Tucker. them
0: do anything because when Kenneth Walker was injured last year, that the look was a train wreck. Caught neutral. Yeah, yep. so that that's the I would I would take Tennessee against Michigan State. I probably would say Arkansas is a fifty fifty game at best. Uh, probably is the way that I would look at it. So, but we're, but we're pretty similar. So it's not off the table that Tennessee can finish t- top ten. It's just probably not the most likely scenario for Tennessee.
1: All right. 15 seconds or less. What's the reaction in Knoxville at the end of the season if the Vols finish 10-2? and uh, Excuse me, top 10, not 10-2. Josh 10. Heibel
0: can go number two in the middle of Gay Street, and no one's going to say anything to him.
1: Would we do a live remote from there when that happens? <laughs> just talking, just thinking out loud. Sales team, if you're listening, get on it. 99.1 from the Personal Auto Locator Service. We'll tell you about what Pals can do for you and why Pals just makes it so easy for you. That coming up next here on 99.1, the Sports Animal. Sorry, got really excited about the Wi-Fi password here at Pals. Did you see what our boy Daniel's doing over here? He's doing, he's doing work for us to help us out here this morning here on the starting lineup. 99.1 These Sports Animal. Will West, what goes it? How goes it for you today? We're here at the Personal Auto Locator Service with over 200 units to choose from. Loaner cars are available. You can pick up and delivery available. Plus, man, every single time I've had work done to my Audi here, guess what they've done? Free vacuum, free wash. My car looks oh, that's new good, yeah. every time I pull out of here, man.
0: Looks, yeah, that's that's really the people at Pals are fantastic. Look, they have a ton of inventory right now: twenty-seven Jeep Wranglers in stock, thirty-four sought highly sought-after Toyotas, Forerunners, Tundras, Tacomas. They have them here. All the vehicles go through a one hundred twenty-four inspection. Most vehicles coming with a free lifetime warranty. Over two hundred units to choose from at Pals.
1: Okay, so this entire time, Will, where we've been looking at Tennessee and and what national publications or what uh, authors where they have Tennessee. It seems that ESPN hasn't been giving Tennessee enough love, or at least they're the contrarian to what everybody else is saying about Tennessee football and their projected this year. And to take it a step further, Will, take a peek at what ESPN believes, to where Tennessee believes, excuse me, where ESPN believes Tennessee is going to be at the end of the season. And you know what that is, Will? That is they have them in one of the lower-tier bowl games this year at the end of the season, come postseason play. This uh, this is not what I'm looking for at all.
0: Yeah, it's... it's- the The thing with with the uh, Schlebaugh has been a little down on Tennessee, and just uh, they, look when we look at who are these people that are saying seven and five for Tennessee this year they have them outside of the top twenty five there are a few people that most of them are in the northeast and in the upper Midwest when you look at the a p poll voting when I went through that. Kirk Bowles was the one guy in the South that had Tennessee unranked for the upcoming year. But it seemed like Schlebaugh also been down on Tennessee a little bit. And Schleyball has Tennessee and the uh, Texas, or excuse me, the Las Vegas Bowl. Las Vegas Bowl for Tennessee. Is that anything you might be interested in? Uh, me? Yeah. Well, okay. Now you Vegas going bowl? to the Las Vegas Bowl, but Tennessee being in the Las Vegas no, Bowl.
1: No, 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 because then that tells me that Tennessee finished in the middle, if not the bottom half of the conference. To me, that's a 7-5 and five bowl game. To me, that's that's... You did not meet – if you go to Las Vegas this year, sure, you're going to enjoy the bright lights, all the – except, but that is you didn't meet your expectations and things didn't go right, Bull.
0: Yeah, that, that is – it didn't go well for you. I agree. For for Tennessee, I do think that that's a uh, – I will th- say that. That, that, that would be a disappointment. We'll just say that.
1: Tennessee ends up in the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, they're going to be lighting that stadium more than the actual strip of uh, casinos. Yeah. I can't tell you that.
0: Well, so so I will say this. There was uh, Arizona State was, were they 7-5 last year? And uh, then they won the Las Vegas Bowl against Wisconsin. Is that the way it went down? No, they lost it. So they were 8-4. and Wisconsin was 8-4. and So you could go 8-4 and and get to the Las Vegas Bowl if you go based on what you had last year. So if you're in the you know just slightly below where I think most pundits have Tennessee right now 8 and 4 let, let me ask you this if it's 8 and 4 would you rather be at the Belk Bowl, TaxSlayer Bowl, Music City Bowl, Liberty Bowl or Vegas Bowl you would rather be in Vegas right?
1: Without a question. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, if you're, now if you can go to the Outback, you want to be at the Outback, or the, the artist formerly known as the Outback.
1: No, no, no. I'm going to stop you right there. If they're not serving Blooming Onions at 11 a.m., I don't want to be there. <laughs> you don't want
0: to be there? No, no. I'd rather be in Tampa at the end of the day. But Vegas Bowl wouldn't be the end of the world if you end up with an 8-4 and four season. Now, uh, the person to Bonagura, the person that now does the bowl projections with, Mark Schlebaugh, yep. has Tennessee in the Texas Bowl.
1: Who wants to go play at NRG Stadium in Houston?
0: The Texas Bowl. <sighs>
1: Again, that's okay. You told me my options were Tampa, Vegas, or Houston. Yep. Houston's the cut.
0: Uh, I would agree with it there.
1: I'll start Vegas, bench Tampa. You know, look, that
0: is that is your seven and five. That's what that means. That means you that he's looking at Tennessee as seven and five. So we're seeing a few of these people that because again the consensus seems to be uh, Tennessee for the uh, Citrus Bowl, but for the people who don't have Tennessee there and are the people that are in that group that don't have Tennessee going nine and three this year, right? Uh, I think it was. It's interesting to find out where they have Tennessee finishing. Looks like Mark Schleybaugh has them at eight and four. Right. Looks like the guy that does the ball projections with Mark Schleybaugh has Tennessee at seven and five.
1: So somebody went to Kentucky, or somebody likes Kentucky. <laughs> <Tennessee>. <laughs> no,
0: that's not what that means. I mean, just, they just think Tennessee's. to Yeah, Tennessee fans
1: just heard what we just said uh, and said, look at the yeah, yeah that, and just dragging the balls yeah, down again. But,
0: but that's psychotic. So there's also. <laughs> For the people who do that, uh, like if people predict, predict something, it's because right. they think it's going to be true, yep. not because they're out to get you. Sure. Uh, especially like Schleybaugh saying they're eight and four. Eight and four is Eric. You have them at eight and four for the season, right?
2: Yeah, I've got them at eight and four right now. I- I'm closer to nine wins and seven wins, but I'd say eight and four.
0: Yeah. So if you're there, if they're eight and four and they go to the Las Vegas Bowl. That's not the end of the world. That's, that's a step in the right direction. I mean, let's remember, we usually say you've got to be at eight wins by, by year three. Right. If Josh Heibel gets to eight wins by year two, that could still be a pretty good season.
1: And I think Tennessee fans should take it that way. Yeah. But, again, those expectations, Will, they're through the roof right now.
0: Now, if it's 7-5 and five again, look, you ain't put anybody in the hot seat or anything like that. You're not freaking out yet. You wait to see what year three turns out to be. But it's 7-5 and five and it's the Texas Bowl again. It's fair to be disappointed on that, I think. Fair to be disappointed on that.
1: Uh, you finished seven and five, and all those bets you made at Tennessee over seven and a half wins this yeah. year. You're calling Eric Kane up, going, Eric Kane, you told me to put my kids' college tuition.
0: On. <laughs> That's what Eric did.
1: Kaner, did you put your future children's tuition on over seven and a half this year?
2: Over seven and a half, absolutely, hammer it, hammer it. Now again, I wouldn't feel comfortable going much over eight. But over seven and a half, I, th- I think they get Tanner, eight, Yes so. or no?
1: Did you take your future tuition you were going to give to your first child and put it on Tennessee over seven and a half?
2: Have I technically done that? No, I have not. Why wouldn't I
1: mean, just let you should. Well, that's I, what we're I, hearing from
2: you. I cover the team, so I'm not doing that. But still, uh, I would I would advise everybody we have one to slam the over. You know what, though? interesting over.
0: Interesting conflict of interest, though. You're right. I think that's the right thing to do but from a professional standpoint.
2: I would advise everyone to slam the over <laughs> 7.5. That's what I would do if I was going to do it. So, See, Cater, it's there's so, no chance for 7-5 and five going to Houston. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that there's too many of these toss-up games where we're saying that it could go either way that Tennessee's going to come down with. I mean, I, I think Tennessee can go up there pit in week two. think I've researched Pitt a lot this past week. Pitt's going to be a solid football team, but Tennessee can win that one. I think Tennessee can beat Florida. I think Tennessee can beat Kentucky. I think Tennessee can beat South Carolina. And Tennessee has a shot to beat LSU. Now, will they win every single one of those games? Absolutely not, but I think Tennessee will win the majority of those games. Therefore, I think eight is the is the floor, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so the Las Vegas Bowl matchup that they have Tennessee playing is, and again, here's one thing that's not great about the Las Vegas Bowl matchup. It's like early December, December 17th. Or mid-December is when it is. So it's not going to feel like it's a great bowl game, although if you're going to go 8-4, you might as well get it out of the way if you can't be in Florida. As far as I'm concerned, UCLA is the matchup. Chip Kelly, UCLA.
1: DTR versus that defense. Uh, Chip Kelly's offense against Josh Heupel's offense. Uh, there would be some lights. there would be some fireworks.
0: Texas Bowl would be Iowa State versus Tennessee, according to ESPN's mm-hmm. projections.
1: That running game against Tennessee's defense. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I, I like UCLA better than I like Iowa State it would matchup.
0: be, I think either one would be fun. I think you'd rather see the Vegas Bowl than that. But if you go Aiden Ford in your Tennessee this year, I think you're probably a little disappointed being in the Vegas Bowl. That's
1: Will West Tyler i at 641. Love it or leave it. Not only that, but Wings, etc. They want to give you $50 towards perhaps maybe a little dinner plan, a little lunch plan. Maybe you're going to be tailgating at the house sometime soon. That coming up during the game, 8 a.m. Eric Kane, they've got uh he's got you a butter Greg RV and Motorhomes update here on the starting lineup. 99.1, D Sports Animal.
2: NFL preseason score from Monday night, the Jets over the Falcons 24-16. The Panthers have officially named Baker Mayfield as their starter for the season. He'll start week one against the Browns, who drafted him number one overall in 2018 out of Oklahoma. Tom Brady has returned to the Buccaneers' camp following an 11-day absence that was prearranged for personal reasons. And on the diamond, the Braves down the Pirates 2-1. The Yankees doubled up the Mets 4-2. The Cardinals got by the Cubs 1-0, and the Phillies handled the Reds 4 one it is six forty two. We'll have Love It or Leave It coming up next year on T S L. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Final segment. Opening hour of the starting lineup. 99.1,
1: D-Sports Animal making way all the way to the EA show, Brian Rice. That's coming up at 9 a.m. this morning. What can pals do for you? How do they make it easier? All that and more to kick off hour number two of the program, but we continue the momentum, the forward momentum. This is Love It or Leave It for your Tuesday morning, T.S.L.
2: Right, gentlemen, during his appearance with Mac and Q, Paul Feinbaum shared his thoughts with Jimbo Fisher being the SEC coach with the most approve in 2022. Love or Leave It, Texas A&M's leader, is under the most pressure this season, I absolutely love this, guys.
1: Brian Harson. Should he be up for discussion? Will yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I would leave this, actually. I, I would, would say, leave
1: this Brian Harson.
0: Because I think these are two separate things. The I most agree with They
2: are two separate things.
0: Versus yeah. the the most pressure. Harson's are the most pressure because everyone hates him, and he kind of insulted his booster base and administration yeah. at SCC Media Days this year. Uh, so I... And he's not—he sucks. Also, that's just a horrible combination. Um, but I, so I think Harson's under the most pressure. Jimbo has the most to prove. Jimbo does need to show something this yeah. year. He does need to show that he's better than eight and four, nine and three. I don't think that he is, but he needs to show that because at some point in time, they're going to start asking, "What exactly are we paying for here at Texas A&M?" Because not only are they paying him a ton of money, they're buying the best teams money can buy. And if you're taking the best teams money can buy, and you end up going nine and three with it, eight and four with it, right? Eventually, somebody's going to say, "I'm not willing to pay for this level of production."
1: Yeah, uh, it's Brian Harson to me the pressure because look, you're going to get fired before your bye week if you don't show up and put wins on the table. Will's got it right though; it's two separate situations. Who needs to show the most? Who has the most pressure? It's it's Brian Harson though, based on the conversation that uh, Paul Feinbaum was having down in uh, in Birmingham.
2: I guess that is the, 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 the correct way to summarize it. The most pressure would be Harson because he's on the hot seat. Right. The most approved Jimbo because proved to me that you're better named for, you know. Yep. Uh, Monday, Mike Tomlin told the media his starting quarterback position will come down to the Steelers' final preseason game. Love it or leave it. Mitchell Trubisky will hold off Kenny Pickett.
0: I leave this. Oh, I, no I, I think that Kenny Pickett's going to get the starting job. I don't think he's going to win the starting job. I don't think it's about playing the young guy. I just think that he's been flat better. Saw some advanced analytics on that quarterback battle a couple of days ago. Trubisky or um Kenny Pickett's get the ball out of his hands about more than a second faster than Trubisky per dropback. That is that is a world of difference when you're talking about going, you know, defenses being able to get to you, defenses having I mean like a more than a full second, it was 1.2 seconds faster the ball's coming out of his hands than in Mitchell Trubisky's hands. I just think if you're if if everything's about the same, and also his deep ball's been better and been on target more, his uh his his, his accuracy's been better, his completion percentage's been better. I just think the picket right now is flat beating out Mitchell Trubisky.
1: Uh, they start their season this year. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, just look around. After they get things started, I believe you're going to look at Kenny Pickett taking over in week three. I really do. Why? You have that tough matchup with Cincinnati. Mitchell Trubisky not wanting to turn the football over, keep them in the game. Then they take on the New England Patriots. The best time to bring Kenny Pickett in, weeks three and four, because you take on Cleveland and take on the Jets. You got a bad Cleveland team, you got a bad Jets team. I should let me reset. A bad Cleveland team without Deshaun Watson. Already bad Jets team. That's not going to have Zach Wilson. I think Trubisky starts the season. He goes to week three, and then you got to hope that he's ready to go. Kenny Pickett is by week three.
2: Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson went on record again, stating that he was more versatile than Cincinnati's Jamar Chase. Love or leave it, you would rank Jefferson over Chase. So have you been keeping up with this? This is former teammate. Are you keeping up with this? This whole that Jamar Chase
1: is kind of poking fun at, Justin Jefferson saying that he's taking all of his moves, that all the route running and kind of the steps that he learned from Jamar while they were at LSU together. I think Justin Jefferson is understanding it's kind of a ha-ha but when Justin Jefferson rebuttals, he's like taking it a little serious, kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, let's see if you do that. I still take Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase because I need Chase to show me more than one year, but I think Chase is kind of getting in the head of his former teammate.
0: I, I, would, I would leave this. I would take Chase over Jefferson, but I love that Jefferson is insane like that Yeah, because the, the greats are, right? So it makes me think that long-term his career is going to be really, really nice yep. because great wide receivers, they're absolutely psychotic.
2: Albert Pujols connected on his seventh home run in 12 days and the Cardinals win last night in Chicago. Lover to leave it with the count at 693. Big Al will reach the 700 mark.
0: He's going to do it. I love this. He's absolutely going to do it. I said it two weeks ago. I'll say it again. Albert Pujols is in 700 home runs. This he's year. got
2: what, 39 to
0: hit seven? Yeah.
1: You got to think he's going to do it, right? Yes. Hey, but here's the thing. If you're in a playoff race with St. Louis, you're not just throwing them gimmies. No. Like, if the Cardinals are out of the playoff race, there'd be some people who are like, all right, give him a pipe shop. Give him something down the pipe, something that he can just knock out and then just put in the stands. I think he does it, but I think he barely does it. My final total, Albert Pulholes, 7
0: 0 1. I was going to say 701, 702. Yeah.
1: 701. I think he's good for eight more shots this year. So, for those of you out there in the Pittsburgh area, a lot of Cardinal games going up there against the Pirates this year. So, get to PNC and see if you can get you a home run ball.
2: All right, boys. Tell me how to say this guy's name. I know who he is. He's one of the Chums. best. Shams. Shams. Break boy's last name. Shams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's obviously one of the the. Rising you only need to know one name. It's Shams. Breaking yeah, yes. news guy at NBA. He writes for the Athletic. I know. Exactly is he going to overtake is. Adrian Wojnarowski? Absolutely. You think he's going to be better than Woj? Wo- Woj lost at this past NBA draft, and Shams is on it. So, so obviously, yeah. Uh, Shams is reporting that Shams is reporting that the Grizzlies are the latest team to check in on Brooklyn superstar, Kevin Durant. Let or leave it. Memphis will acquire the former MVP.
1: It ain't going to happen, but I think they got the most offer. They've got the best young talent outside of Boston, but what else do they have? Memphis has more draft picks they are willing to offer than Boston does right now. One more first rounder, apparently from what (coughs) Shams is saying. So if you're looking for the absolute best deal possible, Memphis can offer you five first-rounders, all of which would be unprotected, and then they have some young talent that they're trying to put around John Morant. If I'm Memphis, I say freaking go for it. They're not going to, though. That's a whole lot of tractor-trailer picks you got to give up and young talent. I say they should, but they won't. I say I leave
0: this. Yeah, then, look, I, I also wonder – don't get me wrong. If you can get Kevin Durant, you have to try if you're Memphis because you're a franchise that doesn't get players like that. Right. But I love that core, that nucleus they have that goes to and tries to win every single game. Middle of February, I don't care. I want to rip your heart out. You know what I mean? That's, I love that about this Memphis team. And if Kevin Durant gets there, there's going to be load management. There's going to be not trying to win every single game. And I, it's not going to happen. I'm glad it's not going to happen. I will leave this. Because I don't think they would win a title with Jai and with Kevin baby. Durant either way. So why not try to build with this young nucleus and see if you can catch lighting in a bottle somewhere, or somebody falls to you that's a star that we didn't expect.
1: Durant and Morant can't win a title together. No,
0: I don't think they, I don't think they would win a title together. I don't think Durant's winning another title.
1: Okay. Our friends over at New Balance Knoxville, Will West, it's the perfect fit every time you talked about it. You needed a particular pair of shoes that were sitting in the state of Florida. What Sharon and her staff were able to do to you was put the perfect fit on your foot when it came to working out.
0: That's right. Look, New Balance Knoxville, the perfect fit every time. Wide sizes, extra wide sizes, they have them. I needed a 13 extra wide New Balance Minimus. That's what I train is the New Balance Minimus. They have not made those in a couple of years because of COVID and things like that. So they were able to find a brand new pair for me at a training facility that they, they give these to their clients. They had an extra pair of uh, 13 extra wides. They had them on my feet in three days, shipped in from Florida that quickly and at New Balance Knoxville.
1: All right. What we have for you. Your Tuesday morning buzz, what you missed from your Monday, we'll have for you. Eric Kane will also get you caught up Seven fifteen with the latest from Tennessee fall practice with us sitting now nine days away until the Volunteers kick off their 22 season against Ball State. All that happening in hour number two of the starting lineup, 99.1. These sports analysts, we continue from Powell's next.
0: What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America,